Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I am your host, Austin Pryor, joined once again by Sarah Ift-Decker. This is Minute 94. 94. Our minute runs from 1 hour, 33 minutes and 0 seconds, all the way up to 1 hour, 33 minutes, 59 seconds and 24 frames. Uh, Our minute once again consists entirely of this outdoor conversation where Helen risks giving the game away as she tries to establish opportunity for her key suspects and ends with the moment we've already seen where Lionel arrives just in time to hear Andy to see Andy staggering off as Claire says something's off I don't like it what's she playing at you were already there he almost got in an accident on his motorcycle he was driving so fast Andy I almost got pancaked okay okay can you say all that one more time for me please Look, I don't know what you're planning on pulling being here, but we need to talk about this. If I would have answered the door that night, would you have said, I'm sorry, I back you with miles? Or were you just showing up so you could stop me from using that envelope? Something's off. I don't like it. What's she playing at? Cool. So how do we get on with this minute? I love the beginning of this minute, which is just Andy's drunk point. Yeah, that, it's great. <laughs> she's still that she's like it. trying to get this information and is just like kind of losing it. She's really drunk. She, um, I think, I, I think, does, does she ask like, can you say that again or something yeah, like yeah. that? Uh, can you say all that one more time for me, please? Yes. Um, it's it's beautiful. She is just like we we talked about in the last minute how the the kind of nadir of her um, performance and and how badly she's blowing her cover came with the line. Uh, I changed my phone number. Um, I think it's really this. It's it's really. Can you say yes. all that one more time for me, please? Which is like what possible reason would Andy have to say that you know what right. I mean it's like I mean, unless it's you're gathering anybody, information right yeah. it's not a it's not a conversational question it's an no. information gathering exactly. question uh, um, it's like uh, yeah it's like it's like she's on the verge of like pulling out her notepad and yeah. like can you say that one more time for me because I can like make some check marks exactly it is it's at that Colombo level um, so yeah it's just uh, it's great and it gets the appropriate kind of incredulous response from or, or baffled response from um, the uh, the other two it, it, her scene partners here and um, but it also just has this amazing line where Duke very seriously very earnestly says Andy, I almost got pancaked. Um, and just his take on that is like the, the the juxtaposition of how serious he's being with the silliness of the term pancaked and how many times pancaked right. has been said in this movie. Mm. And um, it's just uh, it's just perfect. And it's just like um, when when. Uh, you know I'm Duke I'm a person who when they talk about nearly having an accident I say 
nearly got pancaked and that's part of my brand and he's like really hammering home that that's how he says that <laughs> and, and he's and, uh, so earnest yeah yeah just like so beautiful I just I, Andy I almost got pancaked um, I love uh, it and because and and we it have is. complained about some moments of, of mm-hmm. in previous weeks of, of his uh, of uh Batista's acting but this is not this is like above reproach this is mwah, this moment yeah, yeah. and mm. of course it is a line that if if one were really paying attention and were well if one were really paying attention when watching it for the first time yes. one might notice that this is not the first time that he has said pancaked and that that could be relevant to the mystery yes but I, I certainly was... won't pretend that I noticed that on the first watch yeah I think I, but I think it's already been more than once it was definitely the first time in the pool where remember that time you almost pancaked me when on the way back from Andy and then Anderson Cooper's party oh yeah yes. and these parties are wild um or coops parties, yeah, he calls them. Um, so yeah, so like that's that's one, and I think it's been, or maybe it's yet to come. I have, so I think so we'll there's one to, more yet to yet come. to come. When we okay. get that scene again. Okay. Um, yeah. So but. we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to delve too much into future minutes, but um, but yeah, so like, this is. Uh, this whole minute is taken up by this scene and it and it doesn't finish until tomorrow's minute so it's like it's a really surprisingly long scene and the whole thing is just exposition um just disguised with drama and comedy you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. we're it's funny to watch um the, you know helen struggle uh to to keep her composure with the drunkenness and it's dramatic because it's like oh don't say the wrong thing and now we know about the twins and we're invested in this and we get and it's just mm-hmm. so cleverly done to um yeah. and everyone's firing on firing on all cylinders here with this with with the tension between these characters it's just like oh i just can't imagine the the you know that this the, what's at stake here and what how kind of deep this goes with these mm-hmm. old friends and this the whole context of it and uh and then yeah so all of that is kind of layered over um but we're getting all the information we need about well wait a second what happened that night you know what happened that that day yeah, yeah. And I think it really is the performances that make it. Like Janelle Bonet is doing such excellent, oh. like drunk, but trying to pretend she's not drunk acting. Yeah. Um, Catherine Hahn's facial expression when Andy says, "Can you say all of that one more time?" <laughs> she looks just like so baffled, but also like she wants to commit murder. Yeah, she's and it's just, just like, like fantastic. What are you saying like, to me right just, now? Just like yeah. such a brilliant facial expression of just like complete and utter confusion and also simultaneous fury. Yeah. And I also like that we have Helen like regaining just a little bit of her composure and coming up with a line that maybe isn't exactly what Andy would have said, but which is at least smarter than, well, I got a new phone number. Yeah. Uh, where she actually like belatedly, you know, and it's belated, so it doesn't quite fix the previous awkwardness. Yeah. But that she belatedly comes up with essentially an excuse for why I didn't bother returning your calls, et cetera. Yeah. If, if that, you, know, you, she says like, what, if I would have opened would have the door. About? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, would you have said, like, I'm so sorry, I back you with Miles, or were you just showing up to stop me from using that letter? And yeah. so, as I said, there is this, uh, I think I think it's really interesting and in, as, like, a move, right, that she eventually comes up with something that maybe would have been the right thing to say, and maybe she would have kind of pulled off the whole thing if she'd come up with that right away. Yeah. Yeah. If she had nailed it earlier. But... As, as I was saying in the last minute, because she, you know, cast about a bit and, and had this kind of uh, took a few wild swings for the fences um, with her reduced inhibitions, she came, she comes out of this conversation with more information and she comes out on top, yes. really. And uh, that's what's so beautiful about the way all of this is played. Yeah, and I and I will just say, I mean, I kind of, you know, hinted at this earlier. I'm going to say it again, again, trying to not have spoilers. But I do think that there is, you know, a little bit of a clue here, which, you know, Angie doesn't to- or Helen doesn't totally pick up on. But I think there is a little bit of a clue in that she is acting just weird enough that if you know yes. Andy is dead, that it this this moment could lead you to. Yeah. Is this really, you know, this I'm really pretty her? sure Andy's dead. Is And I remember she has a twin sister. Is this her? Yes. Yeah. And so and, I and think this you re- could make an argument yeah. that this scene helps exonerate the people involved for, for not copying it on yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and 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 the other the other aspect of the uh, of this this helen andy thing is that it's been pointed out in previous scenes that um uh that sometimes helen's accent slips because it's janelle monet playing helen playing andy and the, yeah i can't imagine being able to pull that off it's so amazing but when because she's drunk now her accent is slipping a little and Mm -hmm. there's a bit of speech that um that is like a tense thing that i just uh, as in Mm. tenses in the english language not not tension in a movie (laughs) um that like i i would say if i was expressing the past the conditional past tense i would say if you had knocked if i had answered the door but she said, if yeah. I would have answered the door. So I think that's more like a, mm. that's more her background. I don't know. Maybe you would have said, you would say if I would have. Now I'm trying to think what yeah, I actually yeah, said. Yeah. But in the script, it's if I had. But I think that I would be more that's... like that to be a slightly yeah. more educated way to word it. And it's more grammatical. And then if yeah. you, if I if I would have answered the door is more like Helen's yeah. own pattern of speech coming out, which I really yeah, that like. Does, that just makes sense to me. I think I would have said if I, if I had, yeah, if I had answered the door. Now, yes. so now I'm like overthinking Yeah, exactly. It, I think, yeah, I no, it's, it's really hard. Said. I think to, I would to have do, said. Yeah, yeah. So if, I think, I think it's deliberate because yeah. it's not in the script. Yeah. Um, or yeah. maybe it's just how Janelle Monet was more comfortable saying the line. But either way, it scans and it works with the mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. because it's already established that she sometimes slips out of the, um, you know, rich bitch character when she's drunk and, right. and her own feelings are coming to the fore, which I just think is such a yeah. whether it's a it's choice or not it's a beautiful touch and it's like it's uh, it's so yeah there's just so much uh subtlety going on with this um with this performance it's also interesting and i uh i will say in this um in this film so they're they're not 
well, they're not the same accent, but also, you know, Daniel Craig's accent is not also kind of a real yeah. anything. Uh, but it is interesting that you do also like have these people with these Southern accents, you know, in this context where I would say in the United States, um, Southern accents are often, albeit obviously not accurately necessarily, yeah. are often associated with people being being less educated, yeah. uh, that there are a lot of, you know, stereotypes about Southerners, you know, which I yeah. say is a which I say is somebody who's from the you know north northeast mid Atlantic and now lives in the south. Oh, great! Um, Where, whereabouts do you live? Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, great! Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I uh, yeah, absolutely. And and like uh, you know, we're coming from Ireland. We you know just get so many. Um, uh, you know American movies and TV shows and everything that that like that shorthand for for using you know the, yeah. the southern stereotypes comes across very clearly and you know what I mean right um, yeah then is the slack jawed yokel yeah in films when somebody has a southern accent they're usually either stupid or the villain yeah or or they'll be like folksy hometown kind of yeah. honest to goodness people uh as contrasted against like corrupt city folk and depending in the yeah. on the context but the other thing as well is that like the particular southern accent that Benoit Blanc is doing which I, it's kind of like um a French creole influenced thing or is it a or is it I a, think, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my understanding, but that, is that it's supposed to be sort of Louisiana. Yeah, but that I do associate with education, because that's like the, mm. oh, I'm a fancy southern lawyer, kind of, a, I'll say right. a heel, and, and, you know, that kind of a, a character. So, you know, I mm-hmm. guess it kind of, it matches, because yeah. Janelle Monet is from the South, I'm not I'm not sure exactly where, but she, she works a lot on mm-hmm. the accent herself, and, and like her you know her accent as helen is very genuine and mm-hmm. and it would be realistic that somebody with helen's background and andy's background who mm-hmm. who has big aspirations to be a, a, a mogul or you know take on the world and put a dent in the universe and all that is is somebody who would who would like work on changing their accent or or, or in the american context yeah. what americans often say is like getting rid of their accent or or mm-hmm. uh, dropping the accent which is a very to 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 us outside of the US a very strange way to look at accents because i think yeah and i'll be interested to get your perspective on this because i think in, in america and i do think this is changing but in america people will say of somebody who spoke who spoke with an accent that's not common in america they'll say he spoke with an accent you know, and it's like, right? Of course, he spoke an accent. He spoke. How Every, how could anyone? An how could right. he not have an accent? And so, and it, it it it's not just that phrase of to speak with an accent. It's also this like how accents are conceived of, and it's like people talking yeah. about oh when I moved out east, I dropped my accent, or when I moved out west, I dropped my mm-hmm. accent, or got rid of it, or whatever, and <clears throat> and like. Uh, you know, some English actors who've had parts in American TV shows are like, you know, how do you how do you get rid of your accent like that? It's like I'm not getting rid of my accent. I'm right. I'm I'm mimicking your Doing accent. A, a different accent. Uh, you know, and yeah. it's just like, and the Americans are going like, but we don't have accents, you know. And I've right. And I've had it. I've even like I've even offended somebody by saying, you know, somebody uh, I was 
talking to American tourists on the streets and, and they mentioned they were from America and I was just like, ah, I think I, I think I would have guessed that from the accent and, and the woman mm-hmm. was like, I don't have an accent, you have an accent. <laughs> and she was like, well. genuinely annoyed. And, um, and so, yeah, so it's this kind of funny um, thing and I think it just kind of relates to the insularity of American culture in oh, general yeah. that it's yeah. just like, well, we don't have accents over here because, you know, right. we're just... Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and I do think it is interesting in the sense that, like, I've I've had conversations with uh, with friends and colleagues of mine who are from the South and went to graduate school in the Northeast. Yeah, um, who have like some of whom have said like because of perceptions of you know Southern accents as being associated with people not being smart or not being educated. Yeah, I try to kind of tamp down the Southern accent, and on the other hand, I've heard people say. I don't do that because I think it's important to challenge those perceptions. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, and and I can really see you know both and I would hope to be one of the people who yeah. defied uh yeah. but I can also really understand why especially if you feel like, you know, if you're if you're uh struggling to 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 make your way in a in mm-hmm. a bigger wider world and and um that uh, you don't want to, you just want to remove the one challenge yeah. that you can control. You know what I mean? You can control mm-hmm. your accent and stuff. And so, yeah, but it is, it's a, it's, um, and we have that, you know, in Ireland about kind of a lot of rural accents and, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that like, if you move to, if you move to Dublin and everything's quite centralized in Dublin, that you'll, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> some people will consciously try and do it. To, to me, like I came from Galway and moved to Dublin. I was living there for 20 years mm-hmm. and I just picked up the accent just because I'm an accent sponge. So I like I, I still have yeah. quite a Dublin accent now, but it's not out of a kind of a social aspiration. Um, mm-hmm. But as somebody who like actively resists Americanization, of the yeah. language over here, even though I like American things, it's not about an anti-American uh, thing. It's just like the the kind of creepiness of Do a global, yeah, the creepiness yeah. of a global monoculture where we're all yeah. American is just like is just you know worth resisting. Um, and if you're going to be all one thing, like don't make it American. <laughs> yeah. I say it's an American, so you can say that. I can't say yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, that like you know, as somebody who does, I'm like, well, I better not move to the States then because I will definitely pick up the accent because I can't not right. pick up accents because that's just, you know, even when I changed school as a kid from from um, a, a, a town school or suburban school to a really rural school with like an agricultural college up the road from it, that kind of, a, mm-hmm. you know, I my accent got way more country, you know. Um, yeah. b- both of which would have seemed really country accents to anybody in mm-hmm. Dublin, but there you go. So did you, uh, so you have, have you always had then what is kind of considered the non-accent, the kind of neutral accent of the u.s you're where were you uh where was your accent forged uh so i grew up in the washington dc suburbs which i feel like is probably pretty close to the kind of what's considered an american neutral accent yes definitely but apparently when i was really little and first started talking uh my mom is from brooklyn oh great when I stayed home with my mom and before I started going to school apparently and until I was like three or so I had a Brooklyn accent oh that's awesome great so what does the Brooklyn accent sound like Oh, I don't even. I'm actually terrible. I can I can do accents in other languages, okay. but I actually cannot do like accents in 
in English. Like yeah. if I heard it, I can tell you what it is, but I feel like I can't imitate it. So actually kind of um, Duke's mom kind of has like a Brooklyn <gasps> Jewish accent. Oh, that's actually, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of, yeah, Duke's mom is kind of doing a Brooklyn Jewish accent. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, which actually I think might just be her boy. I think that actually I might, think that is, it, yeah, that, yeah. That might just be her background. Oh, so. so the kind of like the the kind of stereotype of the New York Jewish mother is probably a Brooklyn accent. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, uh, what you call the mom in South Park has that, you know. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have, I have a Brooklyn Jewish mom. And so that's, uh, that's the, the accent great, that I great. very briefly had as a kid. <clears throat> oh, I love it. I love it. So. Oh, I guess I will. I will just say that we do, we do as we are seeing Andy walk away. We do get to see a good, like one of those moments of losing her composure that like, bless her, it's one thing to have a conversation and try to hide that you're drunk, but then when you have to walk, yeah. that's a different story. It's great. It's just a it's little this, bit of a stumble. Oh yeah. It's this, the, the walk of shame of like, nailed it with the, with the like, uh, argument ending question, the confrontation, and then just like trying yeah. to maintain your dignity as you walk away. And like, can you cast your mind back to the first time you saw the first iteration of this scene mm-hmm. in the film uh, and what you thought of what you thought she was stumbling? I actually thought somebody was like trying to poison her. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I think yeah. I thought the first time I saw it that it was just emotion that she had just gotten so riled up yeah. that she was just like, you know, uh, like actually staggering. I just thought, just thought it was like a, a melodramatic flourish. Uh, but yeah. it does have, there's enough kind of emphasis on it in that first yeah. one that you are kind of like, there's a question mark hanging in the air about it. So it's like, yeah. you, you certainly get the feeling that it's a clue about something. Yeah. And that like, I very much like, I, I find it very relatable that I feel like I absolutely have like had those moments where I'm like at a yeah. bar having some drinks. I feel like I'm totally fine. I feel like in a conversation, I'm not coming off as being drunk. And then I like get up and go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh no, I'm, I am drunk and I look drunk. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the walk test of like, yeah. yeah. Cause anytime I turn to, to my wife and say like, I think there was alcohol in those drinks. It's it's because I've just stood up and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is I'm I am not holding on to my uh as much as I thought I was. But um so I think uh that's a good a good spot to uh wrap it up now. And um Sarah, can you tell us uh where to find you once more? Yeah, so uh you can find me on uh Twitter X whatever at Sarah Ift Decker and I'll add in actually just one quick uh, slightly something different plug that uh, you can also find there uh, references to my two books that were published last year uh, so Jewish women in the medieval world which is a survey um, wow. and uh, is a semi reasonable price and the other one which is called the fruit of her hands Jewish and Christian women's work in medieval Catalan cities which is not reasonably priced, but tell your library to buy it. Excellent, excellent. Because these are these kind of uh, books that are academic, academic press that go straight to libraries, and because they're being yep. paid for by universities, they just yeah charge yep. what they like. Good stuff. Good yep. stuff. Well, um, whatever the business model, you are a published author, and that is awesome. So well done. Have you was that were they? They're your two most recent books. Had you been published before? Uh, those are my first two books, so I have some published uh, academic articles as well. But those are those are the the first the first books. 
Excellent. Well done. Um, okay. Uh, so, listeners, you can come and connect with this show on the social media platform voted most likely to merge with Truth Social at Glass Onion Min, all one word. And make sure that you like and subscribe and review and give stars on the podcatcher of your choice because that helps the show out. And uh, do make sure to come back tomorrow for another Glass Onion Minute. <laughs> <laughs>